0: This is Anne's Talk.
1: My next guest is a four-time Australian Makeup Artist of the Year, a best-selling author. She has worked on faces such as Kelly Rowland, Ruby Rose and Kylie Minogue. Her work has been seen in Vogue, Harper's Bazaar and ID Magazine. I was lucky enough to assist with Ray while shooting one of her very successful makeup books. Please welcome to the show Ray Morris.
0: I'm really good, I'm really good, I'm just so excited to hear your voice, you have such a beautiful, sexy, sultry voice on oh, the radio, yeah. like it's beautiful, goes to it all day.
1: I know, It's. Um, I actually love doing it because I don't actually have to look good.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, because our job's always out in front of cameras and, exactly. and other people's faces, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it?
1: And the worst thing with being a makeup artist too is that we're normally captured in the worst angles. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Oh. Shooting the person that we're actually doing the makeup on, so they're getting our double chins that we're forgetting to hold, and
0: yeah. uh, bellies that we're yeah. forgetting
1: to hold in, and oh, oh,
0: yeah, a little bit of bum crack. Sometimes you're bending over like moisturising feet or stuff. <laughs> oh, it's is awful. I know, I it's terrible. It. And it always starts so early. So you know, it's the last thing you think about is how you look when you got to start at four o'clock in the morning.
1: Exactly, exactly. People <laughs> don't realise how unglamorous our job sometimes so is. Unglamorous.
0: <laughs> so it's funny, actually, it's funny even to add to that too, though, I remember when I first started makeup, I started to realise that people that I really like would look up to didn't really wear makeup either. And I remember the man who taught me makeup, Richard, he said to me, be a blank canvas, never let people know what you're capable of. And yeah. it's something I've really noticed, like even from your pats to your feet, not so much Charlotte, which is quite glamorous, but it, it, you're very neutral. And I remember being told that if you turn up full hair and makeup, sometimes celebrities so and artists just think that it's about you and it should never be about you. It should be about the person That's you're a working great on. So point. yeah. Turning up shabby chic, I like to call it, is kind of the reason I dress up like that.
1: I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed a lot within our industry as of as of late that a lot of people that I see um, like girls that do makeup and they do their own makeup quite amazingly. But then when I yeah. see them do makeup on other people, it's basically a, co- a cookie cutter of what they do on themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the sad thing, is that where where the danger sign is that a lot of people will do the makeup that they love or two, people will just assume they'll do the makeup that you're wearing. So it's actually a bit of a dangerous James, if you, if you do your makeup amazing and it's really full on, but the client you're meeting for the first time is natural, natural, natural. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to do the makeup the same, but you can assume it. So it sort of can put a barrier up anyway. Um, and see, for me, I, I, I think my whole aesthetic is I want women to feel and look healthy and beautiful. So I, for me, I don't like... And I think too, doing someone's makeup and you've got a full-on mask on, it's quite distracting. People are going to be looking at your makeup so close, so it better be damn well good. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why. I mean, that's why I've always been such a huge fan of yours. Is because I'm I'm all about natural beauty. Like that's just my thing. And I yeah, I love it. A beautiful face that just looks clean, fresh, and it looks almost like they've got no makeup on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that is healthier. Yeah, and you're just bringing out their natural yeah. beauty because you know, yeah. I think that everyone possesses something, and we can just—it's yeah, our totally. job to sort of bring it out in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and the key is to like once you once you make skin look beautiful, it like. Oh wow! Everything is amazing. I you know what I mean. I think yeah. you look healthy. You look, go you look like we're on holiday. Look rested. So I just think you know. Once you and a good thing in makeup, you can fake that too. You, know, right. you can make skin look so amazing, even if, even if you're hungover. You yeah. can make you can make it look like you just done a big detox. Oh, it's so, amazing! You know, all the things you can do. It's
1: very skin clever. skin can do. You know. Yeah. So important. So tell us why. How did you get started in makeup? What you know? What was it always your it, passion?
0: Never, and it's funny. I, I like I like sharing this story because I hope that I'm talking to that kid that you know failed art or can't draw, doesn't feel they're creative, but but then hates maths and science and, and is dyslexic and you know finds reading overwhelming. And that that was kind of me. So I was yeah. like the tomboy kid that tried at school but just got didn't understand why I couldn't keep up or why someone would understand something I didn't. And I said it later on I was dyslexic, but um. And then uh, I just got really frustrated, in and didn't know where my calling was. And makeup was a complete accident. I was um, obsessed with animals, and then I—I I noticed actually my parents noticed that all the animals. We kind of lived on a little farm, but all the animals I loved had hair. So I was always like plaiting the horses' hair or cutting the hair or every like I was. So I think it was hair was my passion but it was just a bit diluted and a bit, you know it wasn't clear to everyone around me and then I remember getting a job in a hair salon so I could just get some pocket money but I was only 13 and no one told me or my parents that that's illegal um, well no one had actually even asked my age so it wasn't so okay no, that's a lie, I was 11, I was working at a salon what? on Saturday morning, yeah tea and tidy, I was 11 and 11 and when I turned 13, that's right, my mum a little birthday cake and the salon, and owner was just traumatizing and <laughs> This is illegal, so and I think the problem with that, the head wrestling bug had already gotten to me a little bit. So, yeah. did an apprenticeship, finished that, had a couple tunnels in my wrist, so holding scissors and all that was a bit painful. And then I was kind of, kind of modeling, wasn't really modeling, it was the 80s, and I was really white and not extremely tall, and that was sort of the you know, um. Elle McPherson era and then makeup happened accidentally. I was in Europe doing hair on a pageant, would you believe? And Naomi Campbell, I always say it's two seconds of her life. she she never remembered, it changed mine. And I just put lip gloss on her as a touch up and I got photographed. And can you believe it was before the internet even existed. And then I got booked as this international makeup artist. So I actually did fake it till I made it. I, That's I lied nice. pretty much. That's the message. It actually sounds
1: our stories are so similar; they really are.
0: I know. Uh, Yeah, I can't. You have something similar. Can you tell me what happened? You did something similar.
1: Yeah. So I basically I started a a hairdressing apprenticeship in Sydney. Um, I moved to Sydney when I was from Queensland when I was about nineteen, and started at, at Smart Alex, which was in Elizabeth Street in the city. And
0: that's a salon name. What a great name.
1: Yeah, it was brilliant. No, he was, a, he was an amazing man. He's, he's passed away now, but, um, I, I absolutely hated doing hair, hated it. I? I hated hair dressing. I just, it just didn't gel with me. And then it was, um, wasn't until I was working later on in a promotion agency. I used to be one of those annoying people in, you know, the the department stores spraying perfume going, would you like to try? Would you like to try? Um, and my agency, <laughs> my agency actually said, oh, can you do makeup? And I just thought they meant, can I do it? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. You know, I'd done some girlfriends makeup in the past. Yeah, isn't oh. it funny? And then they um, said, oh, okay, then we'll keep that in mind. The next week they called me and they said, we've got a front uh event for you with Chanel um, in Maya Sydney City. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I turned wow. up. But
0: you know, it's interesting. You go. so you turned yeah, up, yeah?
1: So yeah, I basically turned up to this humongous stage that was built with screens and chairs, wow, and I had how terrifying. And so I just started doing this, you know, this this people's makeup, and I had all these other makeup artists that, you know, from other counters and just random people from, you know, that were observing and watching, coming up and going, "You're really good, aren't you?" And I uh, just go, "Yep, okay, yep, I am." You know what I mean? And I think it was yeah. because I've always painted. Like, art's always been my thing. So, you know. Yeah, to- right. So you had a natural talent there. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it's a face is really just like another canvas.
0: <laughs> well, you know what's funny? It's only that you just said that, because um, I remember so fast forward, like I came back To Brisbane, and then I was asked, by like a TAFE college, to come and teach makeup. But I thought it was school kids from school holidays, and you know, being that moment model thing that I did for a minute, uh, I thought, well, I can do makeup. And I remember turning up, and there was like thirty educators that had been brought into a course. I'd never done it before, and I never did. I I kind of learnt really quickly how to manipulate the room, so I never demonstrated anything. And I'd I'd say, let's do lips. I'd go and find the best painted lips. Literally stand there, watch and learn, watch and learn, and then repeat what they taught me. I'd have the Confidence to say, I I didn't know you could say no, but you know what's funny? I was talking to, he's become a really good friend of mine now, Gok and he's a stylist in England. And we're having this, he's really awesome. And we're having this conversation, and he said, But so many people who've done well creatively, yeah, we did lie, but the difference is we turned up. And I yeah. thought that really, I went, wow, because to say, yeah, I can do it, because there's no rule book for makeup. There's no, exactly. you know, you don't have to have a degree. So, yeah, you possibly could do makeup, but the, the courage to turn up is, oh my goodness. I mean, and, that, and that's why I just of what you just said as well. Like, we turned up.
1: I think it's funny. I think it's almost like a Queensland thing that we, we're we born to believe that we can do anything. <laughs> we don't say well, no. I, see, we just... I
0: don't know. <laughs> Well, see, that's funny. I don't. I think it comes from two thoughts. One, you believe, and cause for you, like you painted, so you would have had this sense of the face. For so me, I was too insecure and nervous and shy, not shy, but really insecure to say no to authority. So I never knew that you could just say, no, I, 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 I thought you weren't allowed to do that. So I remember when I was asked to do things, even the sound like you, know, I hated my head. I hated where I worked. It was just... It was awful and and I didn't think I was allowed to say no to my apprenticeship and move so I just didn't think I could do that. So when Tate called and said you're gonna come and teach at, at a course I just thought I just heard the word authority and teachers and I didn't know you could say no. So That's amazing. most of my successes aren't from motivation and it's from fear or because or I in with the books, um can you write a book? Okay, sure sure. And I remember Mark Byrne, he's passed away now, he said you know You don't get Publishers that. coming to you Saying write a book Yeah yeah Mark he, Unfortunately man. as you know Passed away
1: Yeah Yeah
0: And um He He just said to me You know Because he looked after The Sony artists And he said you know a, a publisher coming And offering you a deal You don't get that That's like Sony music Knocking on your door Saying yeah. we want to give you An album so, again, it was, oh, okay, so I think I just didn't know that no was even allowed. <laughs> so it's amazing what you end up doing when you just say yes to everything.
1: <laughs> no, it's so true. Love a podcast? Love some Ants Talk. When did you realise your passion was turning into a career?
0: Um, it's funny, the passion and the career. So the passion part was more about... I felt that I was getting jobs that I wasn't good enough for, and I really mean that. I felt I never really had the ability or the talent. So the passion was I have to get good at this. So the passion was, I. so I was that makeup artist. I just didn't turn up for a job and pull up my brush and go, okay, well, let's just creatively do this. I would just spend every waking moment practicing, practicing, researching, practicing. So that became a bit of a compulsive Thing because I just never felt I was ready enough. I felt like I was that, you know that you know you go to Olympic Games but you have the worst timing, but you're mm-hmm. still in the Olympics. So for me, it was like I got these jobs that were the highest level that you could ever wish for. But I always thought I was the weakest link, or I was lucky to be there. Or I always to believe that the reason I met because you know someone else was booked, and it's it's It is insecurity, but it did push me. And as a the career thing, was just I kept getting rebooked, but I never ever went, Oh, this is my career forever because I just didn't think it was gonna last this long. Like I yeah. and I think what's really great is when you do a career that you never the way how I explain it to students, I like say it's like tennis. Let's pretend right now you pick up a racket but the only thing you want is play Wilson. Wimbledon. Thing is that you want to play in the top, 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 top 2% of the, of the world in that sport? So when I started getting editorial jobs really early, it was like that. I was handed the Wimbledon of makeup. So I had to really put everything into it. But I always, every job for me, I just thought it was my last. I really did because it just was that industry where new people came and went. And so yeah, I, I'm really – like if it ended now, I'd be like, oh, thank God, because I never thought it would even get this far. So I'm very grateful for how things have turned out. Yeah. So was a very long answer. I'm really sorry about that answer. i <laughs> <laughs> forever.
1: <laughs> That's all right. We're here to listen. What is your biggest moment doing makeup, your personal biggest moment?
0: Um – I remember Kelly Rowland asking me for my autograph. She wanted me to sign a book for her. I'm like, oh, my God, like, really? But that was a big one. And I must admit the book's going, oh, there's, there's, that, there's that two or three. And I can't say which one's different. So there was the book going bestseller, and I remember, again, I'm second like, thinking no one would even buy one of them, that the the Japanese moment when I, you know, I did this, um, the world's first, it was the magnetic brush range, and, and you know, people were, big companies were copying me and then we had patent pending blah blah, blah. and I remember finding out there was one Japanese master left in the world and the research that I went to find is the fact that I I remember that moment where he invited me to meet him in Japan and said I'm gonna do this with you and I'm like holy hell like that was that was a pinching moment um there's been there's been so many I you know change like every week I'll say oh, I remember when that happened and so there wouldn't be one defined, I think the best selling author bit, because whenever I'm introduced and someone adds those words, I'm like, I failed school. I, 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 I still find that word and me don't, I mean, you're not talking about the same person. So I do find that quite weird.
1: Well, to be honest, like when I saw your books, it it, it took me back to Kevin O'Quan's book. You know, I mean Which the I
0: find crazy because I don't even like the fact that i am even to be mentioned in that category. Oh, it's no, like but, I mean, that right then what you just said is huge. We we could
1: both get down on our knees and pray to him. He was incredible. Yeah. Um incredible. but I must say, like, that's really what it brought me back to because it wasn't just a flip-through book where you just looked at pretty pictures. You really do go get in the way you describe things and the way that you sort of articulate what you're doing and, and giving steps and, and just, you know, your knowledge across really, you, you know what I mean? It's palatable in, when you're reading the book.
0: I love te- I love being technical and I always want to know why. Like yeah. why is it when you contour some faces you can make the face look larger? Like why? And it's funny, you know, and then, going through all this and like move me forward now, I have a a small part of my job, actually probably about 20% of my job now, I speak um, and work alongside doctors, type surgeons. I've actually got three seminars coming up in the next month. Um, And it's, amazing and i kept hearing this thing about phi and Fibonacci and the golden ratio and and i started to learn there is a science to beauty and actually teach this medically about phi and it's something that I, I i've really thrown myself into the last few five years and i didn't know that we actually haven't built in our brains um a thing that recognizes anything that measures phi um oh. or the Fibonacci or the golden ratio it's it's more attractive to you no matter your race, age or gender yeah. so I also thought beauty was very I love there's a science to it so much sorry that like Aston Martin used this formula to design their cars, um, you know the opera house was built on it, you know every Leonardo da Vinci painting was based on it and it's something that, so now I'm like oh so all those technical things I used to love, I now I, it's true, it was always inside me, so there is a science to beauty which I think because the Richard Sharrow, the man who taught me, he always said to me, you want people to go, wow, you look amazing. Not always, wow, that makeup is amazing. And there's yeah. this fine line of you wearing the makeup, not the makeup wearing you. And, and then you have Instagram now. The other thing I remember him always saying to me, is, a lot of people can go from P to Z as an extreme, the full on, even that drag makeup, but not many people know how to go from A to P. And wow. I always have remembered that.
1: Actually, that's another thing that I like about your books too is that you, and that's what that reminds me also of Kevin, is that you both utilize all types of faces within the book. It's not what I get really sick of seeing oh, I, makeup artists is they've got a whole Instagram feed of, you know, 15 year old beautiful looking models, really. Yeah. And it's sort of yeah. like, yeah, okay, we've seen that makeup. Now go and do a 60 year old for me. <laughs> you exactly. Know? i 'll
0: do menopause someone who 's really sweating or acne or scarred skin, exactly. and this is the thing that I am so i 've actually found i've taken my training online now for this reason because of the global reach and and it 's funny when I got to book no, my second book i I started to notice it was actually funny I was actually I was with golf we were doing a Westfield tour and, and we I was noticing the audiences the ratio of black girls to white girls to middle Eastern so it, mm. it was there was never a it was always quite swinging one way or the other or evenly mixed. I remember it was, I think it was Waterhouse. I remember there was a statistic place that told us that one in four, I think five or four now Australian women are from an Indian, Asian or Eastern European descent. And and that's something that by book two I went, right, every fourth person, every, the nationalities are going to change constantly. And it's something that, um, like I've done my third, Online, so I'm doing training online. I'm, I've done my third lesson. The first one, I had a Brazilian girl. The second one out model was 57. The girl we did Sunday, it was Dominican Republic African. So it's it's it, yeah, and it's about different ages. And yeah, look, it is nice to make a pretty girl look pretty, but what what does that teach us? Um, okay. It's pretty to look at. Instagram's about you know images and pretty. I get that, but I'm about educating. So there's yeah, a little I bit agree. of a difference.
1: Funny enough, um, I, I mean, that's probably why I got a little bit of a name for myself doing Coloured Skin was because yeah. I was doing Denny and Christine Anu and um, Paulini and people like that. I, and loved
0: Pauline.
1: I loved doing their faces because it was just yeah. so different to what I was always used to doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I think,
0: what I find is, as girls, especially you when you know, when a white person does and understands face and skin tone, they just its so grateful, and it should be more. Like that's how it should be. It should be when you're a makeup artist, there is—you need all skin colors, all ages, all eye shapes. It's—you don't just—it's like being a painter and having one color in your palette, like what you only play, you know, paint blue. Like you, you need to be amazing. At all, at all of it, not just one small chapter of it.
1: Well, you'd remember the times where we couldn't even get a skin tone color in foundation. Oh my goodness! From, you know, Mac was the first one to bring it into Australia. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and, and it was. I remember being really embarrassed about. You know, I, I would work on makeup teams, and I I would have every color right down that beautiful. I remember Dottie doing Alec Wex makeup with one of the first Sudanese models that i would ever seen that skin tone so dark. It was so incredible. And her just having a foundation in it, but no one else on the team did. And I thought, so what do you do, you know, when when a black girl or a Brazilian girl or Dominican Republic or someone, and you don't have that colour? That is just, oh, I I remember thinking, I'm never, from a very young age, I'm never going to be that artist ever, ever, ever. Um, And then the awkwardness when artists don't know what to do um, no. and then it just gets really awkward and uncomfortable and, and, and it shouldn't. And it's something right from day dot. You, you need to know. I mean, I love it because, you know, I look after to Kelly Rowland. It's he, a little bit like you, you know, we have a lot of girls that we look after like girls and, and we, we, and their skin tone is very different. It's not one color. I no. find if anything from like Kelly down to those really beautiful blue, those Sydney skin tones. It's not just cool and warm. As you know, it's red. It's a full tone. It's, exactly. it's probably 30 more colors that you need in your kit, not just two, you know. And thank goodness for Fenty. And, and you yeah, I must say, though, Mac had did it before Fenty. Um, I'm glad though Rihanna has done it and, I, and I'm glad the pressure to put on other brands to, to yeah. do this and I think it's a great message. So, yay, did yay, yay to
1: that. I'm glad Fenty did it too. Yeah. did. It's a great idea. Yeah, me too. What is the one thing you've noticed about the industry that's changed?
0: Um, the Instagram world, of course. um I see the big separation. I suppose it's the younger girls wearing so much makeup and also what um, the taste of of industry has really, really changed. Like I still believe, okay, so first of all, I think in social media, I think makeup has copped it in a positive and negative way more than any other industry, as in brands, like the, the sales of brands have just gone through the roof the whole influencer thing. is that Look, it makes me, the the negative side, I'm nervous. I mean, one thing I'm noticed with the Instagram makeup world, I'm finding is that the girls that can make them look so different from how they naturally look get the most attention. And I think that's a bit of a negative message. We're teaching young girls, if you make yourself look so different to what you look like, wow, people like you even more. I love this whole thing that Instagram have done, taking the likes away. I. Um, I think... Client, I think it's swinging back a little bit because I think there was a time where clients and I understand it, I will use Instagram for the following, but then they're realising that just putting on makeup there was so much more to being a makeup artist as you know, than just putting makeup on it. client relations, how you make people feel it's not just about say, getting people's minds, what they find beautiful, taste is something that you can't teach so I find the makeup artists who are really good and authentic are still there and still going strong I think there's the 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 shift has been again in the Instagram world not all of it because there's still some like Lisa Eldridge's and Charlotte Tilbury's and great artists who are artists that are just using it as a platform but I think it's become a very self-indulgent unfortunately industry where you're seeing young girls and boys it's becoming just all about them how many likes how many invites how many free products um people don't buy you know I have a brand now too and and it's very rare. I mean, I think for every great, amazing email, I get a hundred of, hi. Oh, they would they say who their names are. Um, hi, I'm Instagram, I'd like to try, or I'd like you to send me your full range so I can um, do a review. And so that's changed. Politeness is unfortunately yeah. being lost a little bit. Um, the language has been changing a little bit. But the good thing is there's a real strong separation. So you have a lot of Instagram world and then you have the makeup artists who work as artists like we do. And it's good because you can separate it. Like even with clients when they, you know, have a reference of what they want to look like, I know straight away where they're getting the inspiration from. So they both have their really good and, you know, the positives and negatives. I just The only thing I'm nervous of is seeing 14-year-olds Walking one with their eyeliner on sleep and seventeen layers of <laughs> contour and oh, and it's oh, like with the filter that looks great, but that's not a filter, That's yeah. Anyway, so but hey, you know, yeah. What do you do? They'll probably say things like, "Well, you know, you you know, they might not like my." It, it, the good thing is, there's room for all of it. There's just there is so much room for all of it. So, Longs and positives, yeah. Yeah, great. and let's keep it nice and support and love each other a little bit more. And we do though. I think I find we don't get into kind of the um, craziness some of the Instagram beauty people get into, which I kind of love. I love that yeah. we're not
1: involved. It's great. Oh, so much drama.
0: I know. Wow.
1: <laughs> like some of it's really vicious. Like especially the Jeffree stars. Oh. And the, like some of that just wow. nasty. I'm just like, oh my god. Wow. Like almost. Ruining a person's reputation, not just it's their all, makeup and, reputation, yeah. but reputation. No.
0: And it's gone forever. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, like that Nomi moment, there was always the internet. So, you know, and things like that, it's there, it's there forever. And, and I think what gets where the sadness of all this is it, it's a very active world, everyone offended. Um, but it's, um, it doesn't go away and sometimes the drama and all that has got nothing to do with the actual issue. There's a lot exactly. more. And I think these people would be dramatic whether they were a makeup artist or not. I think makeup's was the channel for it maybe, yeah, it if does. that makes sense. No. Um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's <laughs> when I look at that and go, if we did that in our job, we would never work again. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, if no, we our like way, especially that or... in Australia. <laughs> no, no. And the, and the good thing was we were – with the celebrities and the last thing they want is an artist who's, who's involved in that kind of stuff. So we, we keep way away. Our job is to look after and make, you know, create beautiful images and look after celebrities and keep out of that. If anything yeah. helps, I find that it, we diffuse that stuff. We try to try to help calm people down and put nice music on and,
1: you know, we come from that old world where the focus is on them, not on us. <laughs>
0: Yeah. What do you think, What do you think the biggest change has been?
1: Um, I would definitely say cookie cutter makeup. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I look love- Yes, I you actually know
0: the next step, don't you? You know yeah. the next part they're going to pick up and you know the next step, yeah.
1: And it all just looks the same. It's those block eyebrows. It's the, the, the thick-winged eyeliner. Mm. It's, it's lashes that are way too lashy for their face. I know. Contour. And
0: those and lashes, if you go out in the sun, and this is the thing I, I just did my last classes on contour and highlighting, but it was very different because what I... What it is like if you do a really soft contour and a really gentle highlight. When you go into the sun, those highlights will go five shades lighter, and the contour yeah. will add, have more of a shadow. And when you go into the dark, the, the contour will go darker, and the highlight will subtle. And it's like you know, um, doing that kind of fake stuff. It, well, through a filter, I get that. But when you go into natural light, that stuff
1: just—it oh, just, just goes, yeah,
0: crazy. Yeah, crazy, it
1: looks, crazy. It, and it, yeah. I mean, I, it get really. The case, is-
0: you know? Mask looking, you know. Yeah, my my. He said, "Hey, I must say, it's the expressions that happen a lot after the videos. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> don't have, oh, you're day or you're I it's
1: know. Like,
0: well, my biggest thing, my biggest thing, and I say it to all artists, mums, that whoever, you know, if you want to work in the beauty, like fashion editorial world, you know, I I do think that 80% of the we are speaking to is women. I and I say to young girls, it's really important. You know, if you want to work with celebrities and be in the beauty industry, um, be attractive to women. Like, be very careful you don't sexualise yourself too much because you can alienate women. Um, So it's really important to to keep that. You know, be be attracted
1: to women. You know, keep it soft and keep it pretty and wholesome. I think it's really really important as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Who is your favourite makeup artist?
0: I have I have a couple that I swing. Like Pat McGrath, obviously, she's yeah. um, been my favourite for twenty years. Peter Phillips yeah. um, is probably as equal to me. Um, there's also, uh, Topolino, who was actually a big influence on me early in my career. Um, and Richard Shara, who passed away, who was David Bowie's makeup artist. He, he was my amazing. last, um, yeah, he was amazing. So, and I do love, I can never say her name. She's incredible. I, I, to me, it's beyond makeup. She's such an amazing illusionist and illustrator. The girl that does, she did the, um, the Met Ball did that amazing makeup where she drew the six eyes on. Oh, I don't remember yes. her. I've her name. She didn't cry. I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty, That's just like the so ah, so that is but i'd say oh incredible no i'd say peter phillips oh, oh there's look there's so many um i love yeah i'd say uh peter phillips uh lloyd simmons um troy surat there's so many there Peter so Phillips. Many. I, what i love about him is it, he just goes from one extreme to another and he does really unpredictable makeup but it's executed incredibly like He'll do, he'll, he'll do like Kylie Minogue cover, then do a, say he'll put alphabet spaghetti all over someone's face, but place it, it'll just blow your mind. It's like a piece yeah. of art. And then he'll do the most natural makeup for the, for your show. Then he, you know, he's just, yeah, he's incredible. I love, I love his work.
1: It. I love it. And what about some of your favorite products at the moment?
0: Favorite products? Ah, uh, oh my goodness. i got. Oh, what have I got next? Now kids. I know I've Getting seen your bit.
1: I've seen your kits, so I know this is going to be hard. Oh my
0: for goodness, you. <laughs> so many! Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I love. Okay, so fast eyeshadows I just love. Oh, it's Vanessa Merrick. I'm really loving her product. Like it's really affordable, and I, I just love the intensity of it. So mm. it's Vanessa Merrick. Natasha Denona her eyeshadows are incredible. Troy Surratt. Oh wow, I love these eyeshadows. Charlotte, um, sorry, uh, Westman Atelier, beautiful the skincare I'm getting into. There's a lot of amazing like, Dr. Natasha Cook. I just love seeing, oh, yeah. like I love seeing a model. And in a week's time, the skin just looks like completely different. All the lasers, like we live in a really good time. For, and as long as it doesn't just reflect too much of inner health, I think we're just going to always remember that, um, Oh, there is, uh, and my kit just keeps growing, and it's like I renovate it every week. Every time my assistants come on board, they're like, "Ray, what have you done this week?" I just get just, so many things that come out. Um, I, I yeah, I would say I would say Kogen Go. I love the Japanese foundations. Um, what else am i into? What else am i into? Uh, more of what is eyelashes, but really gentle ones. I love I bought a of my lashes in Japan. Some really yeah, gentle, you not even know they're on the eyes. Yeah, there's so many, yeah, there's, oh my God, that's a whole other
1: podcast. There's so many amazing things. <laughs> Tune in each week for Anne's talk to learn about real-life stories, celebrities and everything in between. All right, that next I love. question. So Whose yeah. face do you dream of doing?
0: Natasha Polly. Oh, okay. Dad, she's, she's got one of my favourite faces, but you know what? This is a face, I think this is to probably answer it, truly honestly. She'd be the face that I'd walk up and go, Here's some moisturizer, I'll be leaving yes. now. Like her face <laughs> is, just Like, I don't think I would put makeup on it though. That's probably not a great question. Not a great answer. Um, uh, oh, that's a, this, oh, change of day today. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say her because it's structurally. It used to be Kate Moss, but it changes um, See mine my would be Naomi Campbell
1: was... and Tyra Banks. Yeah.
0: I... Yeah. Oh wow Tyra Banks is incredible. I do love um, Joan Smalls. I think she's incredible. Um, who else? You know what I, I couldn't actually even because it, it, it would change. My sad way it's gonna change again tomorrow.
1: Well funny um, enough, I mean I was I was fortunate. Anna Winter
0: actually. Oh, I she'd be amazing. Thing. She'd yeah, she's Anna Winter. And it'd be nice I mean, to you know, see her changed
1: up a little, you know?
0: Yeah, just, she's just so such an elegant, beautiful. Helen Mirren would be one as well. Oh, I, just I think she's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah really, really beautiful.
1: Are you very fortunate enough to do um, a Dut Akesh, you know, the model?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, she's the one that really inspired me to do the clear powder. Because yeah. I was testing it at Fashion Week and she was like, What is that powder? And I was like, You know, you can use on suit and good. That's a thing. I wanted something that. And she was really the girl who. And, and even watching her way back in Melbourne Fashion Week, right back then, she was just the kindest, nicest. I know. Oh, what? what... She deserves all of the success she's had. She really does. She what really a, does. What a beautiful human being.
1: I actually did, I think it would have been one of her first shoots. It was for a magazine really? here in in um, Adelaide because that's where she came from. Oh um, yeah,
0: of course. Oh, yeah, God. and yeah. so
1: I sh- uh, I did a face, and as soon as I like I turned up and I looked at who the model was, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to really do this beautiful. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's about your
0: favourite foundation? What foundation do you love using on the Sydney's girls? Um, probably one favourite.
1: I, so, is it Graftabin? And then TikTok. TikTok
0: is great. Little makeup breakdown. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah,
1: I know. so, what I do is I like to use that, but there's also a product that Chanel does, which is um, they've got their, uh, I can't remember how, they, uh, how it's pronounced now. But it's almost it's funny, like... Yeah. put our stuff in palette, so
0: I don't remember what the names of things are either. I'm really hopeless like that. Yeah. I know the so colour, but I don't always brand of it.
1: Well, they've got a highlighter. It's sort of like what you do is you use them underneath your foundations. That's what they're designed for. And one's white, yeah, and then right. the other one's sort of like a dark brown.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I know the ones. I use I exactly that.
1: Sure I wow. sort of mix it within the foundation. And it gives a really beautiful light to the face and also gives it a little bit yeah. of a... A glisten.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, and I that, love it. Because that's going to have velvety texture.
0: I used exactly. to use, um, I love the Bobbi Brown number nine um, yeah. and then MAC uh, NW58. But some do I love it, but some, some of them say they're, they're allergic to it. I don't know that because I think everyone just, if they have an allergy once, they'll just, Pick Mac, and it's like, no, actually, hey, Mac. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, Mac's in, the ingredients, in, in foundations, can be in so many other things. But I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some genuine allergies. But I rarely see reactions in that. But um, I love the Diness one now. Oh my god, on on really deep skins. Oh my god, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. so good. Oh. N N ten, your love.
1: Okay, so good. I'm good to give it a go.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: I love it. I've, I've been a huge fan of your brushes for years, going back to your brushes. Oh, thank you. And your brushes, that um, you use a traditional Japanese brush making technique added to the modern designs yes. that are recognised around yes. the world by celebrities and yes. other makeup artists. What drove you to create them?
0: what okay so these originally were only for me and for no one else but me and i always love calligraphy brushes because calligraphy brushes nice. are designed to pick up black paint go onto a white canvas but with pressure the, the stroke becomes thinner or wider but the edges are smooth so basically what that means is there's no blending you can just control the thin or the thickness of the stroke with the pressure of the brush and so i when i did makeup the calligraphy brush my blending time was cut down in at least three quarters so then I, would, I remember going to the little IMAX thing. I was doing a bit of speaking for IMAX and I met a Korean brush maker who then used to make them for me personally. And then it kind of happened where makeup artists just asked me to have brushes for them. Can I get them made for them? So it organically grew into something that I never, ever meant it to turn into. And then I remember Jen Hawkins once, I, um, my hair, I used to use a, uh, a makeup brush for hair and my makeup kit was running late. So I, just I was just like, I'm going to use this makeup brush, that like hair brush that I made. Um, and I used it on her face. And she was like, oh, that is the most amazing brush ever. So my Radiance brush originally was for hair, is now my, my favorite foundation brush because of her. She just went, that is amazing. And then, so then the magnetic thing to me was obvious. I was surprised no one had done it before. And that was more from when brushes travel, they get trampled and they get squashed. But not only that, that, um, I want to see brushes and, you know, I've directed. I'll do a bit of a shameless plug. I've done over 150 fashion shows and when you've got brushes thrown on a bench, you don't know what product's sitting in what or what powder's sitting And So this whole magnetic, I wish they could all stand up to me, which is obvious, and I didn't realise they'd never been done before. So we did that and then we were going to go into Japan to do this originally because the whole calligraphy technology. Tsunami had hit, bad timing. We went down the best brush makers we could who were Korean. They were based in Shanghai, we did that and then we started to get copied. Uh, and the copies were so bad, um, which is kind of good because they just couldn't do – and, and our, if people understood the, the – like to make, a, a, to make an even expensive – one of the most expensive brushes you can buy at the counter is between 10 and 20 steps to make that expensive high-end oh, brush. But Like really cheap, cheap – yeah, cheap ones can be two or three steps. Mine started
1: at 52 steps.
0: Now, actually, they're
1: at 60. They've actually gone up two more, four more steps. Yeah, I, um, I worked for so Chanel then, for many years, and their brushes, you know, are quite beautiful. And there's so much yeah, work that goes yeah. into it. And I, I oh, was lucky to re, enough to receive one of your first radiance brushes from you.
0: Oh, wow. Which
1: I still have. Yeah, but and they're together. Yep. I've still got those. They, they last. The pine sort yeah. of colored one.
0: Yep. The recycled bamboo. Yep. Yeah, I
1: know that one. Beautiful. I know that one for
0: sure. And what happened there too, we um and we got copied. I thought we have to do something that no one else can do. And and then I started to research and found out there was one master left alive in the world in Japan. There's only one left because wow. you know, it could be brushes in Japan. Children, the new generation aren't writing as much, they're hitting a keyboard. Um, and we found this man and, and he was he's incredible. He just actually recently got asked by the the emperor of japan to gift all the wedding gifts with his brush that he makes so wow. he's never made them for anybody else and it took a few visits and i think it was his son that really helped me get this over the line because you know he's a beautiful man he's in his late 70s um and he's the only master left to light. however there's the next level is called this a master he's a master of craft and there's what they call a master and he has three masters working for him and he's family business and they agreed to do it so um, but what we have coming out though is another world's first what you will see will blow your mind and any within about oh I reckon within a month you're going to start to see something that's good so you need to call me in four weeks time and I will tell you I'll give you an Adelaide exclusive of what has happened and what we've come up with and what's it's also another patent and another another world first, so wow, you will be blown away. Nothing oh, that's like this. Exciting. Yeah. No, because I mean,
1: Kelly Rowland r- raves about your brushes. I mean, she features oh, them and yeah. on her Instagram feed. I, I don't have to
0: do this, by the way. I don't. know. Well, there's no like she just
1: of course. On my,
0: sorry, sorry to interrupt me. I She no, just picks up course. my brush and gets my camera and does it.
1: No, well, that's the thing. I mean, they really do speak for themselves. They. They're beautiful to use. They mm. really are. I mean, I've got... And look, my
0: s- favourite thing...
1: Sorry. No, I've got this
0: crazy sound delay where I am because I live in the Hawk Spring. we have everything. I always like them cutting off people because they have this crazy delay. Also, I was going to say my favourite claim, if you, going back to that moment of when I went, at wow, Peter Phillips and Val Garland and Mario, actually Peter... And Val got my brushes. Elisa Eldridge pays for them. Like she's like people buy them. Like I'm so Nikki. Nikki tutorials bought my brush It at the Kim Kardashian tutorial, and we didn't know where this attention was coming. Yeah, I know. And Peter put it on his page and said, to "Val Garner and say it was one of the best brushes I've ever used." These are people I've idolized my whole career, and that was like a real pinch me. And these guys know brushes, and that's what you love. The calligraphy technology. What takes a normal brush. Twenty strokes with mine. It's two to three. Brush yeah. down, you're done.
1: No, definitely. I've actually noticed it a lot with the the eye the eye ones because there's barely any blending needed anymore. It just it really yeah does. no. Well, and it
0: doesn't drag the skin, does it? See, not like, you've at got, all. You know, If you're not a teenager, you don't get that skin drag, which is the best thing.
1: Well, it's funny when I worked for Chanel, we were uh, gifted um, a, a set of professional brushes because they've got the ones that they sell to customers, but these were actually yeah. made by you know, made a lot well better than the other ones. And everyone yeah. used to always say to me when I'd use the brushes on their face, Oh my God, what is that brush? It feels yeah. amazing. That's what they're all saying yeah. about your brushes. Now, whenever oh, I sorry, use your you don't brushes. You do say a word. Brushes, yeah. It's I love like, it. You don't say a word. What is that?
0: That's I, I, beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I do a countdown it. thing. Myself and my assistant do a countdown thing. We go, it's only about 10 to 12 seconds. We don't say a word in every single time if the model or client doesn't know me um, or hasn't felt the brushes before within 10 to 12, about 12 seconds. We get, oh, what is that? Every time. So I
1: love that. You know, But you know my personal favorite? It's actually the mascara. No. The that metal
0: mis- color, it looks like it's going to hurt someone, but I'm not thing,
1: joking. It's just, oh, it's so good. That is the best thing ever invented to apply mascara. Yeah. Ever.
0: Just don't do it while you're driving or <laughs> on, if you're doing makeup <laughs> in the back of a van and it's rocking because it, it gets every last, of it right to the right. And I love it because a lot of mascaras are similar formulas. It's just the wand that changes. Yeah, so the thing yeah. I love about this is the this is the ultimate wand. So just find your favourite mascara, and hello, you've got the best
1: collab ever. And the beauty ever. of it too, it, it's easy to clean and sanitise because you know having the metal yeah. prongs, basically.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is, as our artists, we get a great mascara, but most mascara that makes them great is the brush that we can't multi-use because of the whole hygiene issue. So this it's, is what this is what sorts all that out.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. It's my absolute hands-down favourite. Uh, but I've also know that you've introduced some amazing things to your brand, not only the books and your incredible brushes, but also your first makeup product.
0: Yeah, this this clear powder is okay. So this is imagine a clear pomade silicone that is it's antibacterial. It is breathable silicone because most people think it's it's um. It's, it is completely breathable. Mm. Um, the technology is incredible. It's the same, um, technology of silicons. They usually use put pacemakers in. So it's actually something they use in the medical wow. world. Um, it can, yeah, it's incredible. And there's a great, I always say to, to makeup artists, if you, because silicons get a bad rap, they're actually in technology and the future of medicine. They're incredible. And there's a great, um, podcast I'm getting on to listen to by lab. As, Bob Muffin, and she doesn't. She, she's a, a crazy chemist, scientist girl who breaks down the myths of makeup. I love her, and she's one on silicon, amazing. Um, so, uh, imagine you can go up to the shiniest, shiniest of the deeper skin to the shiniest of the paler skin, and you use it, and the skin goes completely matte, it lasts two to three times longer than powder. But it's undetectable to the naked eye. So you, and what I love, it's for men. So a lot of men, and, and with really deep dark skins, it darker the skin can reflect more light. So dark skin, even you know, like adults, those beautiful black Sudanese girls, their skin can look shinier because it, yeah. it reflects, it bounces light. So this is incredible and there was a similar product that we used to have to buy in italy if we're on pat's team or the teams in in europe and you couldn't ship it from italy it was a product by a brand called medina who have clothes now um and medina had this invisible powder made of silicon but they couldn't ship it because it was not stable so i approached them because i wanted the powder for me um and what happened was they were like you know you have to have it stabilised. Are you willing to go through that process? And I didn't. Hey, I'm not the business person in this family. Yeah, sure, I'd love to do that. And it took us like two years to have it stabilised. It's a patent product and they have closed. They literally had given the product to me. Um, so it's a, it's a new technology. All the silicones have been in imp- like latest release, all hand pressed. Every single powder is hand pressed. And it's shipped globally. So I've already had, you know, the biggest makeup products in the world um, ordering at left, right and Um, centre. Even Saratana, she, um, Lady Gaga, that was incredible. Um, Yeah, so it's an incredible product. And the reason, you know, people say, you know, is it the Medina product? It's made by Medina. They just don't sell it anymore. But it's an upgraded product. what do you call it? upgraded, reformulated and hand pressed version. So it's a patented version and I'm so lucky they just handed the formula to me and That's said incredible. it's yours. And went, like, Okay, so you've got to stabilize it, you can have it. Went, well, right, here we That's go. So it's the awesome. Rain Morris Mattify and you can buy all this through um Mecca in Australia, but also at RayMorris.com. So everything was talked about today. I hate, and just in case people are wondering where they go Oh, no, don't worry. I was about to announce all that anyway. Oh, I hate hate throwing that out. And so, Desire, you go to Ray.
1: No, yeah,
0: just in case people wanted to know more about it.
1: It is an incredible um, powder. It's basically, I've used it many times. And the funny thing is that whenever I put it on somebody, I don't actually tell them. But then they'll look down because yeah. you know, normally they've got their eyes closed. As soon as they open their eyes and they're like, they look at themselves and they're like, what was that last thing you used? And I show them. and yeah. like, Oh my god! What is it? I need it. Mm. It's. It is. My
0: favourite thing is for boys. like a selfies. Who do I know. To I most just, men just don't want a woman powder
1: on their put face. Some on myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you should, if you don't want to use a brush, of men out there that don't want to use a brush, use your fingers. Rub right, your fingers aren't rubbing the teeth on yeah. and bang, shine is gone. But the skin doesn't look chalky. Doesn't looks like velvety.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got, got a, a beautiful, beautiful feel.
0: More beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Just go it. If you don't believe me, walk into a Mecca Cosmetics store to say, Ray Morris said that you're gonna show me her powder. Okay, and you put it on one side of your face, especially on your eyelids if you get really oily eyelids. And just, yeah. just walk outside and have a look, you'll die.
1: Yeah, exactly. So just just to can reconfirm, it is ww.raymorris.com and that's r-a-e m o dot r-i-s dot com. Um, and it's the Mattifier, it. but also check out the books and also the brushes when you're online. Um, thank you so much for talking to me today, Ray. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, we've been talking about having a coffee for a while, so this is kind of a great way. I
1: know. We can
0: have our coffees and record the conversation. That was good <laughs> one <laughs>
1: Put it out there to the world. <laughs> yeah. I love well, thank it. Thank
0: you for bringing more makeup, you know, more than makeup stories in the world. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. As you know, it's both of our passions, so it's always good to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again, my well, lovely. what you doing. Thank pleasure. you. Pleasure. And love to see
0: you next time we're up here.
1: Definitely. We'll talk soon.
0: All right, honey. Okay, bye.
1: bye. Ants Talk.
0: It's like Oprah, but not.